This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. Good evening and happy Sabbath. Let's, uh, let's begin with the word of prayer, shall we? Father God, as we come together this evening, as your people are watching online, we invite your Holy Spirit to speak to us through your words. Come and fill us with your hope. Come and give us the courage to hold on to hope. Because we pray this in Christ Jesus. Amen. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Three things. How many things? Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. Just as we are called to love and have faith, we are called to have hope. Hope is as important as having faith, and hope is as important as loving. Hope, according to Paul here, it is a center, and we are called to exercise this hope that we have been given even after the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2017 were hard years for me. When life steals and kills and destroys dreams and relationships, we are tempted to let go of hope. I was starting to let go of hope, and then God spoke to me through a dream. Has God ever spoken to you through a dream? In my dream, my cousin Reuben was getting married, but he had lost the wedding ring. We were at the beach, and he was in his tuxedo, on his hands and knees, digging around the sand, looking for this ring He had searched for it for several hours, and he couldn't find it. Nobody could find it. And I arrived on the scene as he was telling those around him to call off the wedding. There would be no wedding because there was no ring. He clearly had lost hope of ever finding the ring and and getting on with his marriage. And in my dream... I went to him and reminded him of the power of God and invited him to pray. But he did not respond. So I I prayed by myself, asking God to help us find the ring. And after prayer, I was immediately impressed to look in the side of a pocket of a golf bag. And there it was. There was a ring. I was so excited for him. And I went and I told him, Reuben, look, here's a ring. I put the ring to his face 
And I told him, you can get married now. But he couldn't hear me. Hope was gone. And so was his ability to see and hear the good news. But as I persisted, he slowly began waking up from a dark state. And after some more prodding on my part, he suspiciously took the ring from me. And the light of hope began to slowly return to his eyes. And in my dream, I reminded him of the love of God. And then I woke up with a crystal clear clarity of what Jehovah God was communicating to my person. And his message was, do not let go of hope. Anyone here ever been tempted to let go of hope? Jehovah God was warning me not to let do not let go of hope because in the absence of hope, our hearts are filled with cynicism and sarcasm and despair and pessimism and bitterness. And worst of all, we lose the ability to see the good in life. Friends, I want to establish with you here this morning why hope is important the importance of hope. You see, when life keeps slapping us in the face, we are tempted to let go of hope. When our kids wander from our faith and our prayers won't bring them back to the path of righteousness, we are tempted to let go of hope. When the dreams we are chasing keep evading us, we are tempted to lose hope. When our marriage seems to be going nowhere after trying over and over and over again, we are what? We are tempted to let go of hope. Having a steady flow of negative experiences can wear us out. And we can be tempted to let go of hope. But don't. But don't, don't let go of hope. You see, you need to understand that holding on to hope is a choice. You're not powerless. As long as there is life, there is hope. And you have the responsibility to hold on to hope. After all, it's one of the things that lasts into eternity. Faith, hope, and love will last into eternity. What the Apostle Paul is saying is not only is faith important, not only is love important, but we will also need hope into eternity. Several years ago, a guy by the name of Dr. Kurt Richard conducted a gruesome experiment with rats. He took 12 domesticated rats, lab rats, put them in barrels half full of water, put a lid on the barrel, and watched the rats drown. The idea 
was to measure how long it would take a rat to drown. All 12 domesticated lab rats drowned within 15 to 20 minutes. Then he decided to tweak it a little bit. He brought in wild rats, which are famous for being great swimmers. And one by one, he dropped them into the water. And each one, each one swam, around to the, swam around and then swam down to the barrel. And it, would, and it would look for an opening to see if he could get out. And once the rat realized that there was no out, it would swim to the top, give up, and drown after a few minutes. Dr. Kurt was perplexed. Why did the wild rats take, uh, why would were, why were the, the rats, wild rats uh, uh, drown faster than the lab rats? And he decided to tweak the experiment one more time. He started all over again. But this time, as right, a, right as a lab rat was about to drown, he would pick it up for three seconds and then drop it back into the water. And something amazing happened. That rat swam for 20 plus hours. And rat after rat, he saw this, he saw this. And what changed? What changed? Picking up the rats for those three seconds gave the rats hope. Even rats need hope. Without hope, the rats quickly gave up and drowned. Give them a pinch of hope, and the rat can swim for days. That is the power of hope. I want you to understand the importance of hope and the power of hope. Once hope is gone, there's nothing left to live for. Without hope, we only see pain and disappointment and failure and hardship. But hope energizes the human spirit to keep going, to keep loving, to keep living, to keep pressing on, to keep swimming. Are you with me? Hope gives us the ability to believe in a better future and adapt to our current circumstances, no matter how negative they may be. Hope gives us the confidence to face our broken and painful world. Hope gives us the ability to see and hear the promises found in Jesus Christ. Where is our hope found? In Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that our hope cannot be placed on anything or anyone but Jesus Christ. In 2007, Barack Obama campaigned on the slogan of hope, and many bought into it. After his tenure came to an end, people put their hope in Trump. We don't learn, do we? Our hope can't be in man. It can't be in our children, on our parents, on our best friends, on our church leaders, or our politicians. Our hope 
must be on Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. Our hope must be rooted in Jesus Christ and his promises. Can you read this with me? Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made him their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruits. When we root our hope in Jesus Christ, we have hope not only for this life, but for the future. The Bible says that all men must die. The Bible says that there is a season for everything. And just as there is a season to be born, there is a season for what, church? There is a season when we must die. But there is good news. Because of Jesus Christ, we have hope even though we must die. Right? And that is what Jesus said in John chapter 11, verse 25. Can you read this with me? Can we read it together? Jesus said, these are the words of Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never ever die. Do you believe this? Jesus is saying that when we die, we are temporarily dead. And that we will live again. When will we live again, church? When Jesus Christ returns at his coming on the day of resurrection. This is our hope. What a blessing what a blessed hope it is to face death with this hope that Jesus Christ gives us. There is, that there is life after this season of death. When you have this hope, you die with a promise, with the assurance in your heart that our death is not a permanent death. And though we die, we will live again. Praise God. I don't know about you, but have you, have you lost a loved one? Have you been at the deathbed of somebody you love? Let me tell you, I've seen a difference between those who have hope and those who have no hope. Those who have hope let go. And they die in peace. While those who have no hope, they fight and they struggle and they squirm and they fear. But you, you have hope if your hope is in Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians, read this with me. Let's read it together. For the Lord himself 
will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First, he says, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. Christ has given us the hope that when he returns, he will give us new life. And most importantly of all, we will see him face to face and be with him forever. I'm reminded of the story of the young woman whose life was cut short by cancer. She was only 30 years old, and she had come to the season of her death. Because she knew that her days were coming to the end, she called the pastor over to her house to give him instructions. She told the pastor, Pastor, I want to be buried with a fork in my hand. I want people to come by and see me in the coffin with a fork in my hand. And I want them to ask the question, what is up with the fork? And I want you, pastor, to explain during your speech why the fork is in my hand. Tell them that when I was a little girl, every weekend, we would go to my Nana's for dinner. And Nana would, was a good cook, but she was even a better dessert maker. And after we had all finished our meal, Nana would get up and pick up all her plates, all the plates, and say, hold on to your fork. The best part is yet to come. And we would hold on to our forks in excited anticipation. And a few moments later, she would bring out the desserts, and Nana's desserts would never disappoint. You all have a Nana like that? Indeed, it was the best part of the meal. And pastor, she told the pastor, I want you to tell my family and friends that I'm holding on to the fork because I have had a good life. Short, but good. And Jehovah God has shown me and told me that the best part is yet to come. Pastor, read them Revelation 21. Read them this verse. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them. And they will be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or, pray, or pain. All these things are gone forever. So I have a fork in my hand because the best part is yet to come. The best is the un, on the other side of this thing called death. Friend, I ask you this evening, 
there at home, wherever you're watching or here tonight, are you holding on to your hope? Because the best part is yet to come. The praise leader started with, I'm tired of this, of this world. I want Jesus to come. And I said, amen. Amen. This world is full of pain and sorrow. But there is something better coming. So hold on to your hope. What is the point, I ask you, of having everything you want if you do not have the hope of eternal life? What is the point of experiencing every pleasure, of having all the money you could ever use, of having all the power in the world if you do not have the hope of eternal life? Friends, I want to encourage you to hold on to your hope. You're being invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. So hold on to your hope. The Word of God says, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. I want to tell you this evening that because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, you have your ticket to the wedding feast of the Lamb. You have hope for tomorrow. You have hope for eternity. Do not be afraid of your season of death when it comes. If you are in Jesus Christ, you have hope. So I encourage you, hold on to your hope. Hold on to this hope that is found in Christ and in Christ alone. May God's grace be with you. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.